football talk like you've never heard before. The pinky finger goes up the nose. From the tailgates. He is a terrible tipper and a terrible human. To the touchdowns. He's going for the corner. He's got it. We have everything covered. Place at the table. Here are your hosts, Patrick Maher and Andy Staples. This squad is in the house. All right, it's place at the table. What is it? Week nine college football. As we say hi, my name's Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, the preeminent college football podcast on the planet that also has something to do with Andy Staples of Sports Illustrated. What's up, dude? Stanford is going to get really lucky and escape this game. What is happening? Okay, so now. So <laughs> all I don't know who's the interim coach for Oregon State, but I know he's lit. I know that he's going nuts. He throws the offensive tackles. That's all you need to know. So who Okay, so Anderson out obviously in Oregon State right now as we do this real time is beating Stanford 14 to 9. But Oregon State just fumbled. Stanford just recovered in Oregon State territory. On a, re- yeah. on a read so, option where it looked like the running back wanted the ball and the quarterback wanted the right, ball as yeah, well. They got mixed up. and So Stanford has not switched to K.J. Costello at quarterback all night, even though they can't move the ball at all without Bryce Love in the game. So David Shaw is going to get some interesting questions this week because they, they haven't been able to do jack. And that's offense. important to note that Bryce Love was held out tonight. Is it a serious injury? Well, he, he rolled his ankle against Oregon. And the thought is, you're playing Oregon State. You should be able to beat Oregon State without Bryce Love. Yeah, so. Mike. And, and that's they probably were, like you said, resting him. If they... Oh, yeah. No, this is... If they were playing Washington this week, they'd have played him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is... This would be, I mean, a 20, 20th ranked team against a team that's one of the worst in college football, to be honest. Well, what'll be interesting is... Because Shaw is going to get absolutely hammered for not putting K.J. Costello in the game. And... It'll be interesting if they make a QB switch this week and then suddenly KJ Costello leads them to the Pac-12 title. Right. With three losses. Yeah. No, now they I, still may win this game. They still have a chance. Hey, there's we got a lot to do on the show, including our week nine preview. We got the pick play coming up. Uh, so a lot to do. I did want to follow up on something that we talked about the last time around, Andy, and that is what's happening in your neck of the woods and being <laughs> Gainesville. Dude, okay, so when I ask you about McIlwain, and again, uh, he said, quote, I'll expand on the death threats when it becomes unmanageable. Then you told us about the release that was put out by the F- Florida University. Well, no, no, no. The, the, he said the unmanageable part on Wednesday. Oh, he said the it release, on Wednesday. Okay. The release was put out on Monday. My bad. So... He elucidated by saying, I'll let you know when it becomes un- when death becomes unmanageable. Yeah, I'll no, let you know. You don't get to throw death threats out there. And then when your boss says, what do you mean death threats? Give us some more specifics. We need to we need to handle the situation. And when we talked and, you- and he goes, nah, nah. Just to just to kind of catch everybody up, the, the school released a statement where essentially they were like, we hate you. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically said, well, the, the, the exact wording was he declined to give additional details. But yes, the subtext of that is we are not on the same page. We are not pulling in the same direction. One of these things is not does not like the other. And actually, both these things don't. So like that's the other. my question. Who wants out more? Florida wants McIlwain out or McIlwain wants out of Florida? It's hard to tell. It's hard. It, it's a bad situation, though. And. With them playing Georgia this week, it, it could get much worse. Yeah, it could get really bad. Yeah, I I'm, mean, I, it's just it's one of those things. And and Georgia's had this weird mental block against Florida for a long time. 
where even when Georgia's been a lot better, they haven't beaten them by that much. But something tells me this may be the one of those years where it, it happens as predicted instead of just they don't they can't seem to get out of their own way. Maybe we'll use it for a pick play, but Georgia is laying two touchdowns against Florida, know, which is I that's in, that that right that's there says everything you need to know about Florida this year. And maybe yeah. Georgia, obviously Georgia's just playing so well, but um that really encapsulates the Florida season. Yeah. And and the thing is Georgia's beaten up on some decent teams lately. I mean, well, they they beat up on Mississippi State, which which may be decent. They crushed Tennessee. Killed Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee had a must-win game, and Georgia beat them forty-one to nothing in Knoxville. Yeah, no, that was ugly. Um, you've got two biggies coming up, which we'll get to in our preview. You were at Happy Valley, Andy, last weekend. Are you going to the cocktail party this weekend? I am. I am. I, you know, I was. I was trying to decide: do I go to Penn State, Ohio State? I just saw Penn State in person. I haven't seen Ohio State yet. But my my thing is, if if Ohio State wins this one, I, I'll have another chance. I can go. See him against Michigan or whatever, but you know it's it's just such a weird story going on with with Florida. And then I haven't seen Georgia in person yet this year, so I'd like to see them play and see you know just how good are these guys really. And you know it makes sense. It's an hour and a half from the house, so we're gonna do that one. So it's been a weird as far as McIlwain all the way back to Hump and Sharks. It's been a weird kind of. He says it's not him. I know it's not him. I meant to say allegedly. Please, please, please don't sue us. Getting freaky with the he allegedly said, getting freaky. Um, it certainly isn't him. Could be, but it's probably not. It, it, he says it's not. So it, obviously not being able to the two two championships, obviously, but also not being able to find a quarterback, being an offensive guy, having dominant defenses the last two years, the shark incident, weird stuff now with death threats that didn't happen or maybe did happen. It's It's been a weird... I want to ask you, though, your impressions of McIlwain having covered him. Is he just like every other football coach? Yeah, I mean, he's a football coach. But it's interesting because the Florida fans seem to think that he's a bad X's and O's guy. I don't think that's true. I don't think he's a bad X's and O's guy at all. I think he's been a good X's and O's guy because they've used play calling to hide some deficiencies. Where I think they have a problem is recruiting. I don't think they, they can recruit the kind of talent that you need to win consistently and compete for SEC titles and compete for for national titles, which is what is expected of you at Florida. Place at the table! By the way, Stanford's going to figure out how to win this game. Yeah, I was going to say, about 39 seconds to play. Stanford trails Oregon State 14-9 at Oregon State, but they have the ball right around the the Oregon State four-yard line. Yeah. So I think they got first down. Never let it be down. said that, that East Coast-based media types don't watch Pac-12 after dark because here I am in the Eastern time zone yeah. Watching the bitter end of Pac-12. Yeah, and West Coast time zone media types watch as well because we're watching at the same time in real time. And the, you know what? The committee's going to take note of this. It's going to be a good win for Stanford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, the committee is not going to consider Stanford at all. They've already lost to San Diego State. Now, yeah. Heisman voters should... It's weird. This actually could help Bryce Love's case because if how Bryce much Love he had, means to the team. If Bryce Love had played, they'd have been up like twenty-one to seven in the in the in the first quarter and rolled to like a twenty-eight to ten win. 
Hey, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, he would have ran all over this defense. And I, I do want to find out when we get to the game what you think Saquon is going to do against that Ohio State defense. But before we do, um, I don't know where I saw this, but if these teams now, as we're getting deeper and deeper week nine, if these teams start to win out, what are what's the scenario? Because there is that independent team that's that could really throw things uh, off. Oh yes, but the let's night, the nightmare scenario. The nightmare most scenario. Of the conferences, yeah. But if you take I, which I love, but Andy, if you take a look at the ACC, okay, okay? Mm-hmm. you've got one unbeaten team in the ACC. You would think it was Clemson. It's not. It's Miami. Okay, right. And well, and you also have another unbeaten team in ACC play that could wind up playing Clemson next week with two losses. And that's NC State. NC State. Because, and, and look, NC State nearly beat Clemson last year in Clemson. This game's in Raleigh. Now, I think NC State has a decent chance to beat Notre Dame, but even if they don't, I still think they have a decent chance to beat Clemson. Do you know the last, do you know the teams that are more bitter than anybody that's ever lived to lose to South Carolina over the past like three or four years? NC State, North Carolina. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? North Carolina was in the conversation if they didn't lose the first game of the year at home to, no, was that the neutral site? It was in Charlotte. I was at the game. Okay. Yeah. And then same Charlotte this year, NC State, who dominated in every category except special teams. Except tackling Debo Samuel. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine what NC NC State, because that defense is is legit. Bradley Chubb's a stud. It's fantastic. And that's why Notre Dame's not going to be able to run the ball on them the way they ran it on USC. USC came in there with an absolutely annihilated defensive line. They were just decimated by injuries. Oh, by the way, Stanford. Touchdown, Stanford. Touchdown. I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah, touchdown, Stanford. Yeah. So they're going to end up winning this they're, game. They're, they are going to escape this. Now, it will be interesting this week to see if they wind up changing quarterbacks still. Should be kind of half a win. But Chris Chris made a nice throw here. Yeah, that he was a nice very, little throw. Two very nice throws on this drive, so maybe he's made up for it. Oh, they tried to call timeout. Hey, dude, I feel like that. I don't know who who is the interim coach. He could still play. He, the guy is well, absolutely... he did. He was in the NFL not long ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And there's David Shaw, who's going to be in the NFL next year. So that all works out. Comes full He's circle. He's not going anywhere. Um, so NC State sitting at 6-1. and one. You mentioned undefeated in ACC play. Clemson at 6-1 and one and Miami at 6-0. and oh. Yeah. ACC is going to be an interesting case because I still think if Clemson wins out, they're fine. They're in the playoff. And, and actually probably still the team most likely to be able to compete with Alabama. But I I think that NC State game is going to be really hard for them. Yeah, no, NC State. It, Finley's good, too. I mean, it's Finley's just it's, fantastic. it's a Jaylen good team. Samuels is one of my favorite players. I mean, that dude plays like nine different positions. Okay, let's let's go to the Big 12 where I was on SI.com and I was checking out Andy's videos and somebody posed the question to ask Andy. They were like, if T- <laughs> if TCU wins out, I love this question. If TCU wins out, will a one-loss team, a bigger one-loss team essentially uh, get to the college football playoff? And Andy did a very extensive video where with his hipster glasses, he looked into the No, you weren't wearing your glasses, no but he glasses. looked into glass sans glasses and said, "No." Your bosses must have. That was a very, very effective video. Hey, they say keep it under a minute. Brevity. 
That's the, the, the people. No, that was the, nine the, seconds. The, they didn't say keep it under 10 seconds. The, the, the millennials want short and to the point videos. <laughs> That's how they want their information. Damn it. I found myself. And I'm going to give it to them. I found myself. I, I was left wanting. Um, but TCU, the only team right now undefeated in the Big 12 well, at 7 Sometimes I feel like you just give people the, the correct answer. No. You don't have to elaborate. So when, TCU when you wins out. They're in the college football playoff. Yes. Yes, they are. I don't think they're going to win out, but yes, yes, they would be. Oklahoma 6-1, Oklahoma State 6-1, and, and that pesky Iowa State team at 5-2. and two. That's unbelievable. What a, that's, what a job by Campbell. That, that's where the horny toads are going this week, to Ames. Yeah. I, I've been in Ames when an undefeated season, uh, team season was, uh, was derailed. What do you that think was, the number is on that game? And by the way, oh, Iowa State's ranked. They're 20, 25 in the country right now. What is the number, 14 or so? No. It's no. TCU at Iowa State laying six and a half in Ames. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. So people are respecting the Cyclones right now. What would you say, Dustin? I'm already I, – as soon as that line came out – You bet TCU? TCU immediately didn't even hesitate. Yeah. that's uh, People are respecting Iowa State right now. That's, that's the thing. It doesn't feel like Gary Patterson is a – a get upset by the upstart kind of coach. It, yeah, you know, you went there recently and hung yeah. out with him, and and like I asked you about why, like why his name doesn't come up when jobs open, and it's it's pretty much well known that he's set at TCU. Yeah, he loves it there. He would hate it at some of these other places. He's in the right spot for him. But yeah, I I think they will be fine. He's great at at making sure they don't underestimate people now here's the thing they still may lose down there like they may lose to texas we'll we'll see because the texas quarterback situation is just a mess but texas is so talented up front on defense that they give themselves a chance in every game they play you know that that oklahoma state game was was crazy they're rushing three and oklahoma state could not run the ball so there's a chance texas could upset a tcu there's a chance Oklahoma could beat TCU. I think West Virginia, the way they're playing, I think West Virginia is going to beat Oklahoma State this weekend. And there's a good chance you could see a TCU-West Virginia rematch, and that game was kind of back and forth. Is that pretty much it now with Oklahoma State? Just pull back the linebackers, pull everybody back, and just dare them to beat you? That's what I would do, although I don't think West Virginia can do West Virginia does not have the talent up front that Texas says. No, what, what, if, yeah. if West Virginia did that, my guess is Oklahoma State would would gain eight nine yards carry. All right, now if you talk, we're going to go through the conferences here. Big Ten, when we're talking about winning out, now this is where it gets a little tricky, obviously, because Penn State seven and zero, Ohio State six and one. They play this weekend in Columbus. It's funny if you look at the East and West. If you look at the East. Michigan's not even in the conversation. Michigan State has one loss. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's to Notre Dame. And it's to so it doesn't it, count in conference. It was it was at home to Notre Dame, and you mentioned it doesn't count in conference. And then the West is done. Wisconsin at oh, seven yeah. and zero. Wisconsin has like a three game lead in the West. Nobody else. I think I don't even think anybody else was above five hundred in West. I think they can clinch this week, depending on how things go. That's ridiculous. Um, I guess you know more with this conference when we find out what happens on Saturday. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it feels like that's the East Championship game. Although Michigan State's going to get Penn State the week after. Right, Michigan State still has a, a great shot. They are undefeated in, in Big Ten play. So, yeah, let's let's not throw them out, but they do have to 
they do still have to play Penn State and Ohio State. All right, we'll get into our analysis of that biggie coming up. Pac-12, the North, Stanford's going to move to 6-2 and two barely. They're literally going to be... May- maybe. If Oregon State can hit one big pass and hit a field goal, well, you're going to see a field storming. I can I can assure you they didn't cover tonight, 15-14 right now. <laughs> no. uh, and Washington State in Washington in the North, Washington Washington State 7-1, and one, Washington 6-1 and one, still yet to play each other. And then in the South, I mean, really, the South is kind of mixed up as well, right? Because USC six and two, USC six and two, one loss in conference. But I think they might lose this week in Arizona State. If Arizona State continues to play defense the way they had the last two weeks, they can beat just about anybody. <laughs> we, I will, I love that bio life because it's now turned into shtick with Arizona and Arizona oh, State. It's crazy. But those two teams are legitimately lit, lit right now. I'm fire right yeah. now. Oh, no doubt. Like they are they're on fire, are you know what I mean. Their way out of off the buyout bus. No, they're not going to they're fine. They're they're doing really well. Now, it, it could change. Let's say Arizona State falls off the table all of a sudden. Todd Graham can still get fired. I didn't think Arizona had to do as well as Arizona State. Like I didn't think Richrod had to do as well to keep his job. I thought the standard was a little bit lower there, but they're going to be fine if Khalil Takey's doing what he's doing. Now, they got Washington State, which has a pretty good defense, is pretty good against the run. So can Khalil take keep doing this? And please, I got to beg. Let, let me let – me, We have to watch. A, we have to be able to watch plea. Tate. Let me make a plea. Fox and ESPN, please pick an Arizona game. This team has been on the Pac-12 network every week since this guy won the starting job. Please let us watch him if we are direct TV subscribers. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm Andy. Please. Please. (laughs) Please. I'm begging. The dude's completing like he's run for a thousand yards and completed like 90% of his passes. It's insane. In one half. Every receiver is wide open because he gains 11 yards a carry or whatever it is. Revitalized Rich Rod. It's amazing. It really is. And by the way, if we were to rank the if rank the conferences like we sometimes do, I believe the Pac-12 has been usurped by the Big 12. The Pac-12 is booty. <laughs> it, it, it's that it's Washington loss was. It was such a well, weird loss too. I, I oh. the team that is running around on the field after just barely escaping Corvallis here. They, they, I think they're going to win the Pac-12 title. Stanford. I really do. Stanford just beat Oregon State 15-14, and they're acting like they just won the conference championship. Which they might actually do. Which is wild. The the Washington loss, and we'll get off the Pac twelve the, the big the Pac twelve, pardon me, but the Washington loss last week was I've been just hearing from you and others that I cover on my show the Peterson love, and it was just like son, such an uncharacteristic uncharacteristic Peterson loss. The Washington strange. loss. But I think they're gonna get back on track against UCLA and Oregon. So Everybody gets back on track against UCLA, especially that defense. UCLA beat Oregon last week, so there you go. Yeah, but but no, I I I think they'll 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 get it straightened out such as it is. But then we'll find out a lot more about them when they play Stanford on November tenth because Bryce Love will probably be playing again, and we'll see if Stanford makes a quarterback change. All right, Andy. There's literally two teams in the SEC worth discussing in the east mm-hmm. is georgia at seven and oh in the west it's bama at eight no that's it that's it that's it that's it baby we thought auburn might sneak creep do a little something but that's not happening no it's if auburn can out talent you 
Auburn beats you pretty badly. But if they can't out-talent you, then they got problems. And then that pesky independent who dealt with USC in South Bend, uh, NC State goes to South Bend. The schedule doesn't get easier after that. I mean, it just keeps on going. No, it's very hard. And, and look, even if they beat NC State, Wake Forest isn't going to be a cakewalk the next week, and then they have to go to Miami. Yeah, no, it's ugly. But in the three years prior, this could be the messiest that the committee has to handle. I hope so. Oh, you want chaos. I love chaos. Love it. Bad boy. Now, all that stuff tends to work itself out, I will say. But the more Notre Dame wins, the messier it gets. So if NC State wins this weekend, then the committee will breathe a sigh. Because the committee's doing rankings next Tuesday. Yeah. Halloween night, we get rankings. Had a mini heart attack, by the way, because ESPN did like a practice rankings reveal show. Yeah. On, on Tuesday night, and I was like, wait a second, did they just release some rankings? I know. And what's less significant, the AP Top 25 rankings or these preliminary rankings uh, that the College Football Committee comes out with? Because I don't pay well, attention AP, to either. The AP Top 25 are less significant because it's not done by the body that will actually pick the playoff. But, you know, the first playoff, actual playoff committee rankings aren't significant either because... no. <laughs> like Win I always games, remind, I always <laughs> remind people in 2014, the first time they ever did rankings, they had three SEC teams in the top four. Not one of those SEC teams made the playoff that year. None of them. Place at the table. <laughs> Speaking of the AP Top 25, which we don't care. I mean, I don't, I don't even ever look at it. But I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> which one of these 25 teams that's in the top 25 is the biggest shock to you? Is it Iowa State at 25? I mean, if now you're, you're going to make me look at. No, it. I'm not going to make you look. I'll just give you a few choices. There really isn't anybody that's a shocker besides Iowa State. And coming into the year, if I told you week nine, uh, Iowa State was going to be ranked, you'd be you'd say you're tripping because it's not like they played an easy schedule. No, it's it's not a shock, and or it, it is a shock. I mean, because you're right, and they're five and two, but maybe Michigan the State. Voters, the voters, no, I thought Michigan State would be better. I uh, maybe I I guess I didn't think they'd be this good, but I, I figured they would have a bounce back year. He's too good of a coach, yeah. And, I, and I'm not sure how good they are yet because, the, you know, the best thing they've played, they lost by 22 at home. They, they haven't – Michigan, we may see by the end of the season, that win is, is fine but not, you know, monumental. All right, before we get into – so Iowa State wins. Congratulations, Cyclones. You are the most surprising team this week in the AP Top 25 that we just yeah. called irrelevant. So, sorry about not that. Not irrelevant. I mean – Associated Press – well, and here's the thing. If they, this is the stupid thing about rankings. If they lose this weekend to TCU, they will drop out of the top 25. But isn't TCU like number four or something? Number five? <laughs> right. Like, isn't number 25 supposed to lose to number four or five? Isn't that how it works? Wait, I don't... I don't. Like, s- should you drop for doing what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, you can't say that rankings are pointless. Alabama and Penn State, there's clearly a better team. Wait, how do we know? Wait, they are pointless. Isn't that the point? Completely pointless. Okay. Before we get to the two biggies, let's touch on some of the games. Uh, okay, so, and you just tell me if, there's, if this team should be on upset alert. I think he told me. 
Washington State at Arizona. By the way, Washington State's laying three at Arizona, and I like the juicy plus three from that I'm getting yeah, with I'd, Arizona. Yeah, I take Arizona with this one. So upset alert. Yeah, because Washington State has been good against the run this year, except except that weird cow game. But this Tate kid, I mean, even if he has a quote-unquote bad game for him, that still may be enough. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I get to see him because I'm out here. He's he's ridiculous. Um, okay, upset alert. And by the way, we'll get to our pick play when we do the two biggies coming up here in just a bit. Georgia Tech's not bad. They're going to Clemson. No, they're not bad. I, I, I think Clemson's okay here. If they were playing at Georgia Tech, maybe. Now, it, it Deshaun Watson's freshman year, he got hurt while they were playing Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech ended up beating him pretty bad. But I just, I, I don't know. Clemson's defense is... I, I can't see them getting, you know, shredded by the option. They're just so athletic. You know, the, there's a reason you can't run the option in the NFL because the, the athletes are too good. Clemson's athletes on defense may be that good. Should Boomer Sooner be worried Texas Tech coming to town? Well, if it's anything like last year, they should be. I mean, last year it was, it was like 1,600 yards of total offense or 1,700 yards of total It was insane. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a joke, is what it was, and I mean, look, Oregon. Or I mean, Oklahoma has not been great at when when teams just chuck it. You know, Baylor, prime example. If you can block Oklahoma's pass rush, you can you can complete passes on them. So, you know, it's it's going to be up to uh, to Obo Aronquo and those guys to to get to the quarterback in this game because if they can't, it's going to be a, a shootout. Now I think I I'll take Baker Mayfield in any shootout, but you just don't, you don't want to get in too many of those. The fighting Fitzgeralds should Michigan State, who you said you don't really know what we have here. They got wiped up in East Lansing by Notre Dame. They go to Northwestern, and didn't Northwestern just beat Iowa last weekend? Uh, they did in a very very ugly game. Yeah, yeah. good defensive. If you had the over in that game, I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't know if Michigan State wins this guy. No, you look at Michigan State. They, they, you know, win by three against Minnesota. Uh, they play a very close game against Indiana, where Indiana was winning for most of the game. I think they get got at some point. They they get caught, and you know maybe this is the week they get caught as they look ahead to a home game against Penn State next week. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. This. You know what? There's two real big ones that we're going to get to, but this could be the most fun game of the weekend. Oklahoma oh, State at West Virginia this, could this be This one might ridiculous. melt your face. This one, this one might absolutely melt your face because this could be score, 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 score. Because I, I don't think, you know, Texas kind of wrote the book on, on how you slow down Oklahoma State last week, but it requires having personnel that West Virginia does not have. Did West Virginia hire the hammered defensive coordinator that Kingsbury got rid of to run no. their defense this year. No, Tony Gibson is, is West Virginia's defensive okay. coordinator and he does a good job. Oh, his, he is, he is, I'm going to rush three or I'm going to rush eight. That's it. And I'm not going to tell you which one I'm going to do this play, Yellow. but exactly. So it works great. Sometimes it works terribly. Sometimes maybe you but, should find a middle happy ground and, and not be horrible. They don't, then. they don't, they don't have the personnel for that. Oh, okay. So, that this is this is what they got to do, and it, when it works, it works really well. When it doesn't work, they give up long touchdowns. I think there will be a lot of long touchdowns given up by both defenses this week. If 
the number eight ranked Miami Hurricanes went to North Carolina last year, it'd say, hey, it could be an upset. Not this year. No. No. I mean, no. really. I mean, what is oh, North Fedora's team's one and seven? Yeah, they're they're not good. No. They're, they're just bad. So I guess I shouldn't ask you about Wisconsin going to Illinois. <laughs> no gross well they might clinch wait hold on now i gotta do the math on this to see oh, if they can yeah no this is they're seven and oh my the at number one on my list for week nine is stanford at oregon state let's be real if i asked you before if i asked you three hours ago we would have laughed at that and they and stanford just well, literally you, scored with 30 no, seconds if you to go. told me bryce loves not playing road favorite on a thursday night best player not playing I, I, now, I wouldn't have thought it was, it was going to be that close, but I certainly wouldn't have thought Stanford would blow them out. I, you, you know how I feel about road favorites on a weeknight. They're, they're always in danger. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, let me see if I missed anybody. Duke at Virginia Tech? Duke's been falling off, though. Yeah, well, you're right. They just lost to Pitt. Uh, Virginia Tech's got Miami coming up. That, that's going to be the biggie. That's going to be the one that oh, that's going to be good. Coastal. Yeah. That one's in Blacksburg. That'll be fun. That's going to be a really interesting game. Oh, wow! Interesting. I didn't. Well, even, before didn't... before we get to the the two biggies, we got to talk about our sponsor. Yeah, let's do that. This, Hold... this is this is a good time for that. Then it's time. Let's throw some cash around this week. This is Patrick's pick play. Well, Patrick and Andy's pick play, and the pick play sponsored this week, Andy. That's right. Sponsored by MyBookie.ag. People always ask us for our advice, you know, who you got in this game. And we tell them, you know, take the Buckeyes or take the Nittany Lions or take the Cowboys or take the Mountaineers. But where you're betting might be as important as who you're betting. My bookie's been in this business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And the fastest payouts, just two business days. So you know who's going to win because we told you. Lay down some money. Oh, can I now, tell you what we, I did? We offer a money-back guarantee on the podcast, not money back on your bet. But, you, you know, what you paid for the podcast, we will happily refund you. So we're going we're gonna to recommend that to you. So mybookie.ag, if you go to mybookie.ag, they will match your deposit with, a, with up to 100% bonus. If you use the promo code P-A-T-T, that's play, the initials for place at the table, promo code P-A-T-T, that activates the offer. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag, promo code P-A-T-T. And for those of you that know me, know I like to throw cash. Three months ago, before MyBookie.ag was even a part of us, I went and deposited 100 They immediately gave me 100 I went tonight because I liked Miami catching three. It was a big, fat loser, but I made the bet at MyBookie.ag. It was a... It's a very clean interface. I loved pushing. I'm taking three points. I just didn't like the outcome, but I did appreciate the experience at my bookie. It was the it was the Matt Moore experience you didn't appreciate. I didn't. No, it's a great website. It's a great interface. It really is. Mybookie.ag. All right. Maybe we can give some free picks here. You get the pick. Do you want to start with NC State at Notre? Yeah, let's start with NC State at Notre let's Dame. Let's do that. Notre Dame. They're going to run the ball. They're going to turn you over. You got a ridiculous. I don't know they're going to run the ball that well this week. Okay. Cause I, 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 I don't like seven and a half. I it don't. is seven and a half. Can I, I'm just going to throw something at you. I don't know what the total is, but this might be an under. I I got 58. 58? 58. That's a 58. big number for this yeah. game. Yeah. I, I think the defenses are going to be pretty good. I think the key person in this game is Brandon Wimbush. The, 
he's going to have to throw Notre Dame to a win because I, I think NC State's D-line and, and front seven in general is good enough to slow them down on the ground. And the only way you loosen them up is you hit some passes on them. So it, it's going to be up to Brandon Wimbush to make that happen. Look, on the other side of the ball, Ryan Finley does not make a lot of mistakes. You know, Notre Dame does turn you over, but he doesn't turn it over that much. So I think the under here is a really good He's tough, good too. Yeah. And Finley's really good. And the Wolfpack defense is – feels like when you're wa- – I saw three games of theirs, but even the South Carolina game, I'm like, wow, it looks like they have some dudes that should be in the NFL on that they, defense. They, they do, and, and pretty much all four up front are going to be in the NFL. Wow. So NC State at Notre Dame, and we know what you're getting from Notre Dame this year as far as running the ball – in that offensive line, which is a veteran offensive line, a big offensive line. But the, another thing about Notre Dame is not necessarily lucky because you can't call turnovers lucky, but they have. They've been crazy with the plus minus and turnovers this year. Yeah. Now, I, I think they're, Mike Elko's done such a good job with that defense, whether it's just simplifying it or just, I don't know, bringing a different attitude, mindset. It had to be simplified because – Van Gorder, the guy you say looks like a porn star, uh, was trying to run an NFL defense with college players. And look, college players are not allowed to practice enough and allowed to meet enough to really run a full NFL defense, even if they're smart ones like the guys who go to Notre Dame. How surprised would you be if NC State just outright won? Not surprised. Really? I'm, I'm picking Notre Dame in the game, but I, if, if I'm betting it with that line, seven and a half, I'd I'd, I'd pick NC State. This is very basic analysis, but even the Notre Dame's defense hasn't given up more than 20 points all year. Their loss at home to Georgia, they gave up 19. That was the most. Uh, we know how no, they good. Gave up, they gave up 20. They oh, they gave 20 up 20. 19, yeah. yeah, so they haven't given up more than the 20 they gave up to Georgia, 20 to 19. That's right. And then NC State's got a good defense. They know they're just going to key in on the run. So that's why you leave as the wild card, which is is Wimbush. Because exactly. Because we haven't seen him where he's had to throw a team to win other than Georgia. Now, Georgia shut him down, but that may just be because Georgia's defense is unbelievable. Like, you look at Georgia's defense against the other team. Like, look at what Georgia's defense did to Nick Fitzgerald, who's a very good quarterback. Georgia's defense looks like they're playing in fast forward. Right. You know, NC State, we've seen them against one pretty good quarterback, Jake Bentley, but the thing is Jake Bentley doesn't have the supporting cast that Brandon Wimbush does. Yeah. All right, so plus is it plus seven or plus seven and a half? Let's see. Seven yeah, no, you're half. right. Absolutely, seven and a half. So if you go to mybookie.eu, you're saying dot ag dot ag. Pardon me. You're saying uh, don't lay the wood, take the wood. You like NC State? Yeah. Yep. And then big win for Dorn if he gets that, huh? Oh, huge! Because huge. they were good last year, but this was the year they were pointing to. This is the one though, if because NC State fans, NC State grads, they're always set up for disappointment. They're always waiting for the piano to fall on their heads. So if they win this game, they're all going to be like, well, that means we're going to lose to Clemson and not win the ACC. (laughs) Terrible (laughs) attitude. (laughs) As pessimistic as a mug. All right. Well, here's the thing. We've got an interesting one in Columbus. And if you just take a brief look at who these two teams have played, Penn State's, you know, they won at Iowa. Mm-hmm. They won at Northwestern. Nope, yep. They beat Michigan. Well, they mm-hmm. absolutely demolished Michigan. Right. And here's what I know about Ohio State. They lost at home to Oklahoma, and they haven't played a football game since. Right. 
They this haven't played line, anybody is what this, I'm saying. This line is crazy to me. This line is currently Ohio State laying six and a half at home. Crazy. And crazy in what regard? I'd take Penn State straight up. So you think this is more of a pick em. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and and just to be fair, what I'm saying, you agree with this, right? They, I mean, they went to Indiana, but they haven't played anybody. They no. lost to the team well, they played. Uh, right. And, and Oklahoma's defense is not that good. And it shut down their offense. So, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, their offense has gotten better the last few weeks, but that's that could be a function of who they've been playing. Penn State's defense doesn't get much credit because Penn State's offense is so dynamic. We're all talking about Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley and Mike Gesicki. But the thing is, we should be talking about Jason Cabenda and and Cole Farmer and, and and those guys on the Penn State defense because they're very good. Yeah, you know what's funny is when you read, you know, I was listening, driving around here, and, and somebody locally was talking about, yeah, there's Ohio State, they're sneaking up. I, I'm going to do this from my brain, but I think they beat UNLV. I know they beat Maryland. Army. Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So if the offense looks good against UNLV, if the offense looks good against Army, if the offense looks good it's against Rutgers, it's, it's literally pointless. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe they have gotten better. Maybe Kevin Wilson's more comfortable calling plays for JT Barrett now, but all I know is they went to Happy Valley last year and Penn State forced them to throw the ball down the field a lot late in the game, and JT Barrett's not good at that. And every time he gets forced to do that, their offense doesn't work. So if I'm Penn State, I sell out to stop the run and make JT Barrett beat me with his arm. Yeah, they went to Nebraska. That, that is – that's like yeah. going – well, I would say that's like going to Oregon State, but Stanford would be like, no, 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 that's kind of hard. Uh, so they haven't beaten anybody. Now, were you surprised, Danny, knowing what you know of him? A little outspoken. Mm-hmm. That being Urban Meyer talking about the revenge motivation and the factor that goes into having these kids motivated by revenge, of course, off the loss last year to Penn State. Well, I mean, like you know, I, Urban generally is pretty, I don't know, not, not close to the vest, but. No, I mean, this This is in character for him. He's He always plays up rivalry games. Like he's the one when he was at Utah, put BYU logos in the urinals. I mean, it, he. He's fine with that. He's not in every game's the same kind of guy. He's not like Saban, where you you're where he says you're playing a nameless, faceless opponent. Gotcha. Urban Urban's philosophy is be very aware of who the opponent is, and if it's special, we're gonna let it be special. This one's special for them, not just because of the revenge factor, but because this is the best team they have to play in the regular season. Urban's motivation. Urban's uh, philosophy is: I hate Tom Herman, basically. Remember no, when he went after him? They're just cool. Like, they're cool. They smoothed it over. He kind of went. He's now, taking shots, though. Do he and James Franklin get along? I doubt that very nobody seriously. Nobody gets along it, with James Franklin. Well, nobody gets along with Urban Meyer either. So it, it, it's Simpatico. a perfect match. Yeah. No, these are the two guys that are going head-to-head on the recruiting trail constantly. And you so, were on record here as saying that you would prefer James Franklin uh, run your program over Jim Harbaugh. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Franklin, you know what? I clown him all the time, but he's ruthless. Like, he, he doesn't matter who he's playing. He <laughs> so remembers the last, things. The last play of the Michigan game, they, or they could have taken knees for the last two plays. In, in most most situations, 
you would have taken knees the last two plays of that game. They were still running plays. Now, they weren't throwing, and they had their backups in, but if if that back had, had happened to squirt through and score a touchdown, oh well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll tell you what. I don't know if I've seen a more balanced team than Penn State. Their defense is really good. The offense gets all the shine. A lot of ways to beat you. That's the thing. You talk about Saquon. I had somebody in my mailbag ask me, is Saquon going to run for 150 yards this week? He doesn't have to. If, if Saquon runs for 80 and catches 85 yards worth of passes, that's fine too. You know, we saw it obviously second half of last year, Rose Bowl. I don't, I don't think he's a pro, but I have to say McSorley has just oh, continued yeah. to get better, and he's ridiculously he's, good. He's really good. Now, there's always the risk with McSorley because he, he will take some, he's a wild card. some chances. And so there's a risk that you can have that there's that I think the fear is that there's all that there's a four four interception game lurking somewhere down down the path and is this it? And with look with Ohio State's talent on the D line, their ability to get to the quarterback, you know maybe they they force them into some mistakes. But the problem is you can't pin your ears back against Penn State because. If you do that, they're going to slip Saquon right past you, and and he's gone. Like, Direct Michigan, snap, second second play yes, of the game. That was sick. The Michigan defense that they shredded is really good, and might actually be the best defense in the in the Big Ten. And if he was going to shredded him, if he was going to throw those four picks, he would have thrown the four picks as a secondary last year. I'm pretty sure that everybody in the secondary got drafted from Ohio yes, State. Exactly. Last year, so. Well, that's that's the thing. Ohio State's secondary is not as good this year. And look, if you've got Gasicki down, I, I, he caught two passes last week against Michigan, but both of them were huge. Both of them got them down near the goal line, and they were both one, one was a 50-50 ball, like a lollipop that McSorley threw that should have been intercepted, intercepted but Gasicki just goes and gets it. And then another one was on the sideline, and, and McSorley threw it only where Gasicki could get it, but you had to have so much body control to get it. So that's a guy who could, who could be a weapon. And then Deshaun Hall was or I'm sorry, Deshaun Hamilton was really good last week. Uh, he seems like the kind of guy when you need five yards on third down, he's going to, he's going to run that six yard slant and, and it's going to stick in his hands. Think about McSorley was at night in Iowa on that drive. And that, that last, that, that, well, he was off his back foot as well. Yeah. And he right over the linebackers fingertips. Yep. But, he kind of he has that vibe where you just you do believe he's going to get it. He's got a Darnold vibe about him where it does seem like he's going to get it done. Even on that last throw, it was like he'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and he has. That's what I was so frustrated about watching Stanford tonight because the guy that they weren't playing, Costello, kind of has a little bit of that about him in what we've seen from him this year, and the other guy doesn't. But Keller Chris made two big throws right at the end, and they won the game. So. Maybe I'm the idiot. Yeah, no, that's those are that's a good example because and even keeping it to Penn State, why bring McSorley up? You know, Hackenberg got drafted in the second round. Hackenberg didn't have late game what McSorley. No. But there is something about him. Not even close. McSorley is is one of those guys. He's just a good athlete. McSorley may wind up playing in the NFL, not as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean he he's a great athlete. If you saw the interception he threw last week. Against almost any other quarterback, that's a pick six. McSorley, who is an all-state safety, makes an open field tackle. Yeah, he's an athlete. 
He really is. And he looks fast, too. But Saquon, Saquon ran all over Ohio State last year, if I remember correctly. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do feel like he ran the ball well. So this is um, obviously just a monster for the Big Ten, a monster for uh, the playoff scenario in general. Um, Penn State wins. Then they've got the tough one against Michigan State, but that's pretty much it. But the thing is, if you win this one, you, you really do get a mulligan sure. against Michigan State. Uh, Saquon, 12, 12 carries for 99 yards. Okay, so not all over him, but that's not, yeah. it's a good and, yards and per McSorley carry. And McSorley, eight. <laughs> here's, the, here's the crazy one. McSorley was eight for 23 for 154 yards in a TD. He had a terrible game. Wow. What did Saquon do receiving the ball in the backfield last year? He he did not catch a pass. Okay, I guess game. I must have been thinking of some. Well, twelve for ninety nine is pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's eight point three yards to carry. The, the Penn State didn't run that many plays. This this was a, a a case of both offenses just going three and out constantly, and then Penn State blocked a field goal and ran it back. Man, Ohio State was lucky last year at the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right. Well, this is so. Just to be clear, Andy Staples, Sports Illustrated, you're telling me that. Ohio State laying six and a half is madness. You might take them, but you'd take them at a pick them, if anything. No. You I would, would take Penn State straight up no matter what. Okay. Look at that. If Penn State were favored by four, I'd still take them. Wow. You love Penn State. So not nothing take – so uh, I guess what I'm saying is emotionally coming off the Michigan – because it's tough, the sandwich or necess- not even just oh, the sandwich. Oh, I can be a complete prisoner of the moment here. That this this could be completely me having terrible recency bias because I just saw those guys shred Michigan's defense, and as good as like Ohio State's defense is very good, but I'm not sure if it's appreciably better than Michigan's. So I'm thinking Penn State's going to score thirty something points. Can Ohio State score thirty something points against Penn State? Is my question. Until last week, wouldn't we have said Michigan's defense was better than Ohio State's defense? We would have said that, yes. So, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, I just don't know if they were so up for that night game, the whiteout, Happy Valley. Right. You right. Know. And then in Ohio State's coming off an open date with one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah. Drawing up a game plan. So, I could be completely wrong on this. I just... He's such a big spot for Franklin. I have not seen Ohio State's offense against a good team since Oklahoma, so I cannot in good conscience recommend them without seeing them move the ball against a good a, a good defense. Now, if they move the ball all over Penn State, I'll, I, I think then I might recalibrate my expectations. Then I might be saying, all right, maybe Ohio State is a national title contender, can, can play with Alabama or with Clemson or Georgia, whoever they – wind up playing against, but I want to see them move the ball on a good team first. Franklin puts himself into another conversation if he beats Michigan and Ohio State back-to-back like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm even a hater like myself, I'd have to say. Yeah. yeah I don't know how you deny that he's one of the better coaches in the country if he if he wins that this game too. And then, and then you look at the rest of the way, they can beat Michigan State or not, and I think they still win the the East, and and I think they're they're good enough to beat Wisconsin. All right, there it is. Let's go down. Which ranked team should be on upset alert this weekend? Find out now in Going Down. All right, so we kind of went through it, but a ranked team on upset alert 
I'm going to tell you what I know your answer is. You think Washington State's going to get beaten by unranked Arizona. I think there's a chance, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think there's a chance TCU. Well, I don't know. I don't think. Oh, you got Iowa State beating TCU? No, I don't think so. I, I said earlier in the show I don't think Gary Patterson's a get beat by the upstart kind of coach, and I'm going to stick with that. Oh, you got Georgia Tech beating Clemson? No, no, no. Oh, that's right. You had Texas Tech beating Oklahoma. I had Texas Tech hanging with Oklahoma. Oh. I don't know if they beat them, but the, no, I think the Arizona beating Washington State thing feels a little more possible. Just never know. Like West tonight. Virginia, West Virginia beating Oklahoma State. Now West Virginia is also a ranked team, so I don't know if that counts, but that's going to be a shootout. I guess that you know what for a pick play, we probably should have, regardless of the numbers, so just take the over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Not not after last week. Not after what Oklahoma State did last week at Texas. That's fair. I mean, I, I know I said earlier in the show that West Virginia doesn't have the same personnel, so Oklahoma State should be able to score plenty. But that was disturbing, watching them get get shut down like that. Going down, Staples says, watch out, Washington State. Watch out for Rich Rod. Here we go. Are you? Here's the question as we say goodbye. Are you going to regret going to a cocktail party as opposed to going to Columbus by the time the weekend's over. No, because I'll, I'll be able, whoever wins that game, I'm going to see him again. And I have not seen Georgia yet. And if Georgia's as good as they look like they've been, that's also another team I need to get to know a little better this year. There's going to be some... If McElwain, if if Florida is underprepared and sloppy and Georgia oh, just, uh, there's just going to be a lot going on there. It's not going to be pretty, not going to be pretty at all because that sets up. Then they go to the two Columbias. They go to Missouri and South Carolina. Now, if you lose to Missouri, that's that's pretty awful because Missouri's is not good. If you lose to South Carolina, psychologically, that's probably worse. Hey, watch your mouth. You know, I realize we haven't thrown Odom on the uh, buyout life bus, but... I, I think we can put him on there <laughs> pretty safely. <laughs> Lovey Smith, maybe not, because he's got like a $16 million buyout. What? Yes. Dude, that AD... College that, ADs are terrible negotiators. Dude, that AD loved him. Remember, it was a new oh, yeah. AD. It was yeah. his first day on the job. He's like, Dork. I'm firing this dude. I'm bringing in Lovey Smith. It's going to be an interesting week nine. Got the two biggies, of course, with NC State at Notre Dame and Penn State in Columbus to take on Ohio State. It's place at the table. Download and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, PATTpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at PATTpodcast. Andy, final thoughts. Week nine. What you got? Be safe at the cocktail party. I can't have any cocktails, so just give me some of your food at your tailgate. Boring. Yeah, what are you going to eat at the cocktail party, by the way? Probably nothing good. I, I, I'm trying to be good because I loaded up on the bad stuff early this season. I have a bunch of restaurant reviews just sitting that I have to put out anyway from Seattle and from Austin, from all these different places. So I may just get a salad. Sorry. You can Maybe see those food. You can see his salad review at SI.com and also <laughs> at Andy underscore Staples. That's place at the table.